Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Thanks for tuning in once again. This week we're talking about Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy, but make sure to stick around the entire month of October, or Spooktober if you will, as those movie dudes will be talking about horror movies the entire month on the main show. This coming week we have The Exorcist and The Exorcist Part 3. Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice-cold cherry Coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week, we watched Ryan Reynolds take on the persona of an NPC bank teller in Sean Levy's Free Guy. Getting a little, getting a little chilly up there. It's getting very chilly. It's like down yeah. to fifty-one oh. degrees today. Oh, oh my goodness! Woo. Yeah, it's sweatshirt weather. Yeah, but it's nice. I like it. Well, the, the leaves are changing. The foliage. All the New Yorkers are coming down. It's fucking great. Oh man, I love the New Yorkers. The leafers gone. The leafers, the leafers, right? Yeah. I also don't think they know how to tip. If I remember that correctly, or is that the Canadians? I don't. I'm not sure. I, I have no idea. I'm not gonna stereotype that. No. <laughs> I well, I think because it's it's like not customary to tip in like for European countries, like that's not a thing. So maybe it is the Canadians then. Maybe because it's included on the bill itself, so maybe they pay them their actual livable wage. I know it's crazy to imagine that. Um, so, oh, what do you got there? You got a got a beverage? You already know what I got. You already, you already yeah, but know. the audience doesn't know. <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> it's it's alcohol. All right, I'm Jonathan, joined by Spencer once again, back here on Mainstream Boys, the show where we watch the new release films of the week. We grab that big bucket of popcorn, an ice cold cherry Coke, maybe some Junior Mints. Uh, primarily for me, it's Stacy's Thin Pita Chips lately, um, the cheddar kind. Have you had those, Spencer? Nope, I have not. What's been your snack of choice lately? Pretzels or anything in particular you've been snacking on? Uh, have you ever had those white cheddar pop chips? No, but I like white cheddar quite a bit. It's pretty good. That's it? Okay. Do you dip them in, any, in anything, or you just go straight dry chip? Hell no. Dry chip. Dry chip. You're, oh, yeah, because you're, you're a big uh, rice cake guy. You got some rice cakes in the uh, cupboard yeah. right now, yeah. 40-year-old soccer mom over there. Well, yeah, put, so... Put a little peanut butter on it? Oh, shit. Oh, so that is a dip. It's still relatively dry, though, even with peanut butter. Yeah. 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 Where, when you had Oreos, would you dip them in milk, or were you like, like really against that? No, I'm not against that at all. Of course not. Yeah, it depends on how wide the glass is, though, because I have pretty big hands. I don't like people that take apart their Oreos and just like eat the frosting, and then like, yeah, that, like that, I don't want to see your tongue when you're eating yeah, Oreos. Just, I don't think it's fully necessary. No, just eat yeah. it like a fucking Oreo. Yeah, I just take two bites and it's gone, or one sometimes. Just one. Let's be real. <laughs> I swallow it whole like yeah. a, like a fucking massive pill, like a Mucinex pill. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> you ever had a Mucinex? Those things are what, fucking do you get, like, massive. The fucking mega stuff and try that. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I might, dude. I might. Next time I have a cold, I'll just fucking swallow an Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what we're talking about, but this week on Mainstream Boys, we are talking about Free Guy. Cue the generic trailer. <laughs> I noticed that you stopped putting trailers in, so it makes me feel like you just 
either you don't care in the editing process <laughs> or you just think we should stop doing it altogether. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't phase me whatsoever having the yeah, trailer in there or not. It's like, they're just listening to it, essentially. So. Yeah, it, yeah, you miss out on a lot of the, the visuals of the trailer. I like um, doing like the score at times. Yeah, but. you're a big score guy. Yeah. Big score guy. Um, anyways, yeah, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds is a PG-13, an hour and 55 minutes. Uh, it is on VOD right now if you want to check it out. Or it might still be in theaters, or was it already in theaters? Now it's not anymore. It's still in know. theaters because it's like, yeah, one of the only movies that I think people are still buying tickets for. I think it's yeah. still like the top five, and it's made... One of like did the, okay. Yeah, I think it made like the most amount of money for, especially for an original film, uh, okay. in the box office because it's been nothing but like sequels and remakes that have done decent at the box office, and then it hit a slump, and then all of a sudden Free Guy came out. It's like holy shit, it made like a hundred million you dollars. Could call this, I guess you could call this original. Uh, it definitely reminded me of a lot of films, but yeah, in a sense, it's definitely original pulling from some other things uh yeah pg-13 7.4 on imdb 80 percent critical on rotten tomatoes and a 94 audience so honestly pretty pretty well received all across the board um in free guy a bank teller who discovers he is actually a background player in an open world video game decides to become the hero of his own story one he rewrites himself now in the world where he has no limits he is determined to be the guy who saves his world his way before it's too late so for those of you who don't know what an NPC is, which I feel like, Spencer, I feel like I had to explain this to you not too long ago. Yeah, definitely. Yep. You, you definitely didn't, at least you didn't know what it stood for. You AFK, also didn't know what uh, NPC, AFK. Yeah, all these right. gaming terminology abbreviations. Yeah, I did. These yeah. are terms that typically people who play on a PC or a computer would know, but Spencer and I are, you know, primarily console players, if, if you want to even consider us gamers at all. Um, so yeah, we don't really know all those terms, but NPC, I know what that is. Non-playable character. Sean Levi directs this movie. Uh, he did Big Fat Liar in 2002, Spencer. Do you ever see that? I have, yeah, multiple With, times. Isn't Frankie Muniz in there? Frankie Muniz, Amanda Bynes, Paul Giamatti. Oh, what a fucking classic movie. This is, I watched that movie, uh, like I rewatched it like maybe two years ago as well. It was on Really? Movie. How did it hold up? Not good? I mean, it's it's nostalgia, 100%. I mean, right. can't really call it a great movie, but it was just brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, I definitely remember. He's just, he's blue. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. He's just like a mean guy, and they turned him blue for some reason. Okay. Yeah, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Pink Panther, Night at the Museum, all three Night at the Museums, Date Night, Real Steel, The Internship, and this is where I leave you, Spencer. They went to Maine in that movie. <laughs> they did. Yeah, that's like the only thing I remember. <laughs> that's the whole that point. That was the ending. They went to Maine. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, I mean, definitely some real hardcore bangers in there. Um, and uh, in The Pink Panther, no. The Internship, bad. Date Night, not great. Um, well, he also yeah. helped develop uh, Stranger Things. How heavily involved was he in that? Cause he I know he, he directed, directed a handful. Of, okay, so he directed eight episodes. I mean, that's almost a whole season. Um, okay. And I, I think he was just one of the lead producers. So Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So he's taken kind of a break from film. Uh, his last movie that he directed was Night at the Museum, Seeker of the Tomb in 2014. Have you seen that? Mm, I don't think so. I think I've only gotten to the first Night at the Museum. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw that either. Sean that Levy's was... also, he, he directs movies as well, but he's produced a lot of good stuff. Like he produced Arrival and got an Oscar nomination for it. Oh, I was wondering because I, I, the name was very familiar to me, but like I didn't kind of pair it with these films until I did the research. But it seems like when he makes movies, he makes very uh, accessible family films. 
Absolutely. And Free yes. Guy is no exception there. Um, it is written by Matt Lieberman, who did Scoob. Wonderful. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in there. Glad he's still um, getting work. He's great. Uh, we got Ryan Reynolds in here. Jodie Comer, who I, I haven't seen her before, but she's basically a 99-cent Anya Taylor-Joy. But a, a good actress. Good actress. Uh, Taika Waititi's in this movie, Spencer. And Ninja. Yeah, and uh, the guy from Stranger Things. I forget his name. Oh, Joe Keery. Joe Keery, yep. Yeah, he's he's, he's got the same well. haircut. He's never never he's feels like playing both the same character, too. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. A different character from that movie... Uh, was it mainstream? Oh, no, that was a Spree. different one. Spree. Fucking hated that movie. Um, but Joe Keery, he's good. I like Joe Keery. Why don't we get right into it, Spencer? Uh, I All I knew going into this movie was it was about Ryan Reynolds playing an NPC character, kind of video game-esque, and there were some just real-life gamers that made cameos in the movie. So I didn't really know much about it. Um, but I was excited to check it out. Wasn't really expecting much, but honestly, I think I was relatively pleasantly surprised with how much i enjoyed it but i definitely don't think the rotten tomatoes score are quite where i would put the film it's at like what opinion. like an 81 percent. it's high an 80 yeah. percent critical a 94 audience like i can understand the nostalgia here for why the audience members would be like yeah i loved that um but i didn't it with the pg-13 rating i think it was handicapping itself just a bit yeah, I mean, you also got to understand with Rotten Tomatoes how that works. I mean, if you give the movie a three out of five, that's a fresh score, so that counts True. for the tomato meter being kind of high. Uh, because, I mean, the movie is just a very fun, optimistic, kind of feel-good family movie. And when we're in these times of depression, and a lot of movies that get released are just incredibly depressing, brutal films sometimes. So it's like right. when a movie comes along <laughs> like this it's definitely can be like a welcome surprise and especially because like i mean it's got such like positive energy throughout the movie because with the character of guy played by ryan reynolds i mean he's done a great job of just playing these lovable idiots in all of his movies that's what he's great at he's just so stupid and does the same joke over and over again but he finds new ways to do it and kind of injecting him as an NPC, non-playable character, into a world of video games. I mean, something like we played Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead all the time, where it's like open world, just craziness. And I mean, if they had a screen capture of all the stuff that we've done in open world games, we'd feel so bad for some of the NPC characters. So seeing (laughs) it from their perspective is definitely something that I was kind of, it was just very fun to watch. Like uh, there was one instance, like we orders, he wants a cappuccino at the, uh, store and the lady is like well uh, uh i don't know how to what what do you well, mean i can't i can't two, two sugars and two cream no <laughs> like i can't yeah. i can't comprehend this because i'm only, only programmed to do this so it was fun seeing how they were playing with that uh that definitely added a fun element to the film yeah it definitely had aspects of like westworld truman show uh ready player one even but i would say more of like a modern day version of ready player one um because like i feel like like, we could be playing this game right now because it was very Grand Theft Auto-esque. Um, it, it was also just a live-action Lego movie. Like, it was the Lego movie. Oh, yeah, movie, I guess you could say like that. live-action. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, almost beat by beat, the same type of stuff that happens. It's, like, badass, like, chick comes and saves the day and just drags him along for the adventure. And it's it's very similar, but yet it's doing it in a new way, kind of. So some people will have issues with that. I mean, I kind of just... I could tell this was just a turn your brain off and just sit back and 
have some dumb fun. And so that's luckily what I was able to do. I think that's kind of exactly what it is because the movie is insanely predictable. It's just made for you to have fun with. You can't take this thing too seriously because the main characters are clearly not taking it seriously either. But, you know, if you're like our age, if you've grown up playing like these games that have the NPCs with the open world where you can kind of just go around and do fucked up shit to them, like you're going to enjoy watching this movie. The only thing is like they don't. They don't do the crazy messed up shit that Spencer and I would do in these games. Like they don't. I was waiting for somebody to do like, I don't know, burn someone alive in the street. That I mean, didn't it's, happen. It's tame. Oh, I mean, <laughs> he did this, uh, extinguish somebody that was burning, running in the street, and then the oh yeah, because like, oh, he's the good you. guy. He's exactly. helping people. He's helping everybody. <laughs> he's helping all these NPC characters escape yeah. the tortures. Uh, for, Which, to be fair, we've tried to do that. We try to go the speed limit, obey traffic laws, not oh, run yeah. anybody and over. There's been many like, instances where NPC characters have killed us in the game. And it happens it in happens. this movie where the players are like, uh, what? Oops. <laughs> so that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and I know that you got a big kick out of seeing like, a lot of the streamers that you watch. I didn't really, I recognize only some of them just because of videos that you sent me. I think like Laser Beam. And Ninja, obviously, the big ones. Yeah. Um, but like, there's several other big gamers. So I thought it was kind of cool that they included those. I don't think I don't think it was absolutely necessary, but it was cool for a game like this or a, a movie like this to include people like that because They're I guess... They're just really trying to please the audience for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what this movie is. Like, I don't worship those people. I'm not a 12-year-old that worships la- Laser Beam, but I was like, oh, good for him. Like, he... Because he's worked his way up for four years to become this, like, good content creator and you know those guys work really hard so it's cool to see him in a movie like this right um here we are making a podcast that gets you know 20 30 downloads so maybe someday we can be in a podcast related movie but i mean there were so many moments where it did kind of seem distracting on how much they were just going for fan service i mean there's one fight instance towards the end and you know exactly where i'm going with this they fucking had the captain america shield and then the lightsaber hand and then the yeah, lightsaber, yeah. and then the whole like Star Wars theme plays. Oh, don't like, forget get... the Fortnite llama. They brought the Fortnite oh, llama yeah, into sure. it too. Yeah, I recognize I like, that. Okay. <laughs> and so it's like to a point where it's like, oh my god, they're just really trying so hard to get like a huge audience reaction. And I'm sure it probably did play really well in theaters. I mean, if you've seen if you saw the movie in theaters, because uh, it just got released VOD, I'm sure that was probably like a big crowd pleasing moment in theaters. Um, because even when I was watching that, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like they're really going to go here. And it was fun. It was just so, it was just, yeah, it was fun. That's where it ended up being like a lesser version of ready player one for me, because in that movie, it was obviously like the stakes were way higher. It's like this whole futuristic real, real world elements that are being affected by what's going on in this game. And they do bring in like halo and like King Kong and all this other stuff, the iron giant. But this one just has those much smaller kind of inclusions which were kind of just adorable yeah and then just references other video games and stuff as well like grand theft auto and saints row are just very heavily influenced it's basically just grand theft auto yeah (laughs) yeah i definitely have some dislikes with this movie i think obviously it's made for fan service and for you to just have fun with but i really didn't like taika watsidi's character yeah no he was by far the worst part of the movie uh yeah and we saw too much of him he was just in the movie well, way too much. You remember dumbass. Grandma's Boy? The Vaguely, video game developer. The very tall, skinny video game developer. He talks like this sometimes. He plays just like this very evil video game developer. Basically the same character as Taika Waititi. But then Taika Waititi kind of did his own thing here. And it just... it. I keep on using the word distracting. But it just... They were trying too hard 
with his character and to make him this evil video game developer. And I didn't like his little like side henchman guy that he had, just like following him around and like complimenting him and little beef yeah, they had know. back and forth. It just was like it just was it wasn't needed. I mean the movie was almost two hours long and it could have been like a nice ninety minute film without featuring all this like subplots because I did kind of like the whole Jodie uh, Comer real life character with uh, Joe Curie's character. Carey. Their whole like, yeah. yeah, their video game got stolen by Taika Waititi, like their code and stuff, and that's what helped make Free Guy who he was. So I mean, that whole aspect I think was kind of interesting, and I definitely wasn't expecting it to go that direction. But yeah, just to add on the whole Taika Waititi stuff, it just was a bit much. For sure. I think it's, it it's necessary. It's it's kind of one of those tropes that goes along with this these type of films. Like, not necessarily the way his character conducts himself, but that kind of just, like, guy who's all about money, doesn't care about the little guy, likes to steal people's ideas. Like, that's been in these type of films before. Yeah. Honestly, like, Truman Show, there's the guy that's, like, up in the up in the booth that's like, no, we can't let him out. No, fuck, fuck that. I mean, every um, movie needs a antagonist, I guess. But they, yeah, he just wasn't a good antagonist. Just didn't <laughs> feel really necessary, I guess, in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I think when we were in the game was when I had the most fun. It was just when we're with Ryan Reynolds and even uh, Jody Comer. Is that her name? Yeah, that's the actress. But yeah, yeah when, her when it's her and him chick. together, like Looks I was like into Tina it. Fey. Like, Tina Fey, yeah, in in that when in the video, video game, the video game character, character. yeah, yeah. No, no, it looks like Tina Fey. But yeah, whenever we were there, it was fun. I do think that there were a lot of jokes that I I almost was to the point of cringe at times, which I hate because ever since you've kind of implanted that into my head, I always notice a little bit of like cringeworthy moments, and that happens a lot on Mainstream Boys. Yeah, <laughs> now it, it definitely could happen. And uh, but there was a couple of moments where I did I did laugh out loud. Okay, did okay. you think that uh, the dude was funny? No, I think it's no. No, that was pretty. Uh, that was no. Uh, for me, it was just unexpected because you're watching this family film and it's just very like upbeat and positive and there's a montage of free guy just doing his thing, saving the NPCs and just like leveling up essentially on his own. And like, yeah. he always says like, good morning, Goldie. And then the one instance where he just leans in, he's like, good fucking morning, Goldie. It's <laughs> like, what <laughs> That's the goldfish. Yeah. No, there's a scene where someone's going to kill him and he's like, I have a goldfish at home. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that was another yeah little shit like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds found his lane, and he is sticking in his lane of just plain goofy, dumb protagonist that you can just root for. And he he is funny. He's very very funny. But it's like a compliment and a diss at the same time because it's like it's a little right. he's overdoing I mean, it a little too much, especially with the whole Deadpool character. But uh, he's just so great at it, though. So you can't really. I couldn't see Fault anyone else hard. really yeah, exactly. doing. First of all, Deadpool, and then especially this this character. It's it's Ryan Reynolds. He's he's the guy or guy. So, yeah, I guess what would you what would you give it? I I could definitely get into a three and a half out of five. Like oh, I really okay. I really That's enjoyed it. I mean, it was just dumb fun. It was it had its funny moments. It was kind of fun to watch the video game references come to life. Cause I mean, I, I would argue as one of the better video game films, even though it's not really based on a video game, just cause video game films have typically been terrible. I mean, we all watched mortal Kombat this past year. There's a terrible film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a movie that has to do with video games. It was actually very fun. And uh, there hasn't been a lot of good versions of those movies. So I'd go to a, Ah, three and a half still sounds kind of high, but that's yeah, what I'm you know thinking what? too. Yeah, it seems high to me, but 
Okay, I, I, why not? I'll get okay. I'll get it to a three out of five. <laughs> I'll okay. go down to a three out of five because it is like I would watch this again for sure. I mean, to anyone who hasn't seen it before, I mean, like, it's just a fun turn your brain off, mindless action film. So it's like, yeah. all right, yeah, it was, it was nice. I'm not gonna like rush out of my door and be like, you need to watch this movie. It's everybody on the street, but I do think it's it's definitely a crowd pleaser. If you have any type of nostalgia or just like if you're our age or something and just know what an NPC is, if you don't understand what this concept is, then it might be. I don't know. You might just think this is nonsense when you watch it. If you're like a 50 year old adult that just doesn't understand, but um, I don't know. I I think it was really fun. You could watch it with your kids. It's it's very family friendly type type film. So. I think it's a three out of five. I totally understand the the Rotten Tomatoes score it has. Just based off that, it's hard to be like, I hate this movie. So um, I think that's where I'm at as well. I'm going to go three out of five. It's definitely easy to make fun of this movie and to like find nitpicks with it for sure. But just what it was going for, it just it was too upbeat and positive for me to really hate on it. So like I did walk away like feeling, you know what, this was it was a pleasant watch. Like I definitely didn't hate myself watching. It's no kissing booth. Um, but Spencer. I believe next week we have quite the film coming out that may very well be your return to cinemas. Yes, I know. I, I are you I sure thought about it was that? going to be Dune, but um, no, there's a strong possibility that I will be making my return to the cinemas for the first time since January of 2020 to see No Time to Die. The new James Bond Is there going to be like a parade for you? A whole welcome party with like like banners and balloons and confetti and no i feel like there should be no that's that's when the imax opens back up which is supposed to happen soon it just they won't release any more details on it um but no get your hopes up i am going to like the only theater that's near me that has a decent screen if you sit like you know three rows to the front so you know it could be good but yeah no time to die hopefully that will be uh the film we talk about next weekend will be your first time it's like a theater exclusive that we're doing. Rami Malek, fresh off, uh, well, when this film was, you know, pretty much introduced, they were like Rami Malek from Bohemian Rhapsody, Oscar winner. But that's kind of worn off now. Doesn't really have that hype anymore. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's Free Guy. Again, check it out on VOD or in theaters if you're interested. And uh, make sure to stay up to date with everything those movie dudes on Instagram at those movie dudes. All right, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.